Great. Right. I like I like the idea that we might leave the that in unedited so people are aware of how long you took to go and clearly have a shit. Oh yeah. You know, when a man's gotta go, a man's gotta go. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. For this. So welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me, Ian Harris. And me, Graham Jones. And this is the podcast where we argue about our top three list of a topic that nobody asked us to talk about. And this week we are figuring out our top three reality TV shows we could win. Mm. It still throws me off every time when you do the proper introduction. I know we've been doing it for a little while now, but it just, I don't know, it feels... It feels dirty for some reason. It feels like too organised. Yeah, and especially given that the last episode we recorded, we did in a car in a field on yeah. my phone. Yeah, that was that. That was our um our punk rock episode. Punk rock podcasting. Yeah. You know what came out surprisingly better than I thought it would. Yeah, this is why everyone has a podcast. Include and I know you know I'm including us in that, but it's, yeah. it, you know, record it on an iPhone and chuck it on a a hosting platform and you're pretty much there i mean doesn't mean it's any good but like it's easily done oh yeah it's uh fucking hell this has gone real it's de- democratized the uh technology recently which is <laughs> nice because it used yeah. to be a very inaccessible medium to get to because i remember pricing this up about ricky gervais territory of podcasting oh blimey that's that's some time ago it was it was fucking expensive because the infrastructure wasn't there to do it yourself yeah Oh, sorry, the infrastructure wasn't there, so you had to do it yourself. Yeah, you didn't have all the easy, easy cloud hosting and all of that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so, so it was just basically you having to do your own cloud hosting. Yeah, and you needed a like a production team and a, <laughs> all of that, all of that fun stuff. All that good stuff. But right now, all all we need to do was sign up for a handy Captivate account. Mm. Did you get the email? The, uh, which one? I, I, the one where Denver. they offered us free tickets to a podcast thing in Denver. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, we did. Which makes makes that sound us that makes us sound a lot more impressive than we are. <laughs> I, I, I I think we just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, we, we just leave it there. We won't we won't embellish the fact it was clearly a marketing email. But I'd go I'd go to Denver. Yeah, I've got a free uh, a free accommodation in denver interesting i have a work colleague that has a house in texas and a house in denver and lives between the two and they were like if you're ever in denver like you can have it for free just like make sure it's clean i for a brief moment i i trust you enough but for a moment that sounded so stupid (laughs) i have free accommodation in denver i've got this friend who lives in texas (laughs) it's like oh sweetie (laughs) No, no no i I used to work with someone who lived in Denver, but I don't know if they still live there. So that's a pointless statement. Mm. Maybe I'll edit that out. That's how pointless and pathetic that was. But you know what, Graham? That's just reality. Nice. See? Segwaying segwaying away from Colorado. Segways are not just uh, weird inventions that their creators died on. Yeah, they aren't just an ironic death method. Mm. Also, like the guy who the guy who um, founded North Face died of exposure. But on the the, the south, no, that's that's a really shit joke. Come on, you're better than that. You're, you're better. better than, uh, uh, you're yeah, better than that. Channel channel that parked car energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
just a, a segue from segues into the term segue is such a terribly spelt word. I know the English language got a lot of them, but it's an awfully spelt word. S E G U E W A Y? Nope, just S E G U E. Fuck off. That's not. No. no that can't be how you. Sp- you fuck off. That, that, that can't be how you spell segue. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. If, if you search the way that I spelt it, it comes up with. Uh, Are you a twat? Are you an idiot? Do you have an education? Wiktionary.org. <laughs> Segway misspelling of what I am just going to refer to as seg. <laughs> Segay. And then, okay. So, and then a Segway is S E G W A Y. Yeah. So the brand. The brand. Okay. All right. We're good. All right. I can, I can live with that. I can live with that. But so I just is, combined it, the two. You did. You, um, it, you had the, the, Third triangle of the Segway Triforce. So, if anything, I went Segway way. You did, yeah, Segway way. Yeah, which is um, Gerard's younger brother. Ah, I see what you did there. Have you seen the um, protein powder you can get for uh, people who drive those? No, it's Segway way way. <laughs> nice little, nice little way joke there. <laughs> yeah, and when you measure it out, you have to Segway way your way. <laughs> Oh, God, this podcast is just for us, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. We really ran with that whole thing of, you know, if if, if if it's something we'd listen to, we'll keep making it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and by default, we're listening to it because I edit the podcast and we yeah. both got headphones in while recording it. So this, is, this, this is true. There's we never, this we've never works. not listened to I mean, I'd never say never. <laughs> well, you could, I mean, unless you weren't recording it, you couldn't. Oh, true, true. We're living it in. We're in it. We, we are in it. We are. Shall, shall we attempt? That shall is we attempt the reality this? of the situation. I was going to say we'll we'll attempt we'll we'll attempt the rare second attempt at a segue <laughs> before getting segwayed off onto segways. Yeah. Via segway wayways and weighing segway wayway. So we're back. We're back at reality shows. We're back in the room. Reality shows. What? what mm. Like, what's your what's your general? Obviously, everyone knows what a reality TV show is. There's a yeah. lot of different varieties of uh, reality shows. There's. Uh, I I pulled up a Wikipedia link, mm. and there's a load of a load of stuff. Uh, structured reality, which includes like dating and makeover stuff. Uh, video cameras and hidden cameras. Reality game shows or reality playoffs, which I think is where we're playing today. Uh, yeah. Hoax shows. Yeah. Docu soaps. Financial transactions and appraisals. <laughs> is that like undercover boss or something? I think so. Or like, um, I'm guessing like Shark Tank and oh no, um, uh, Antiques Roadshow, Porn Stars, American Pickers, Storage Wars, Storage Hunters, that kind of thing. And then structured reality is where Dragon's Den and Shark Tanks is. Okay, there, there's some insane. Have you, I don't know if you've gone down this route, but I was looking at like some of the most obscure reality TV shows, and invariably it ends up on like TLC, the uh, which is basically like a reality TV channel to a degree. It's absolute trash. Yes. Yeah. There was one on there that I always found quite captivating, which was the. Um, Extreme couponing. Have you ever have you ever seen extreme couponing? I have not seen extreme couponing. So it's these people in the US who it's kind of what it says on the tin, but like less 
like skateboarding and more on the couponing side so but the idea is that they will have they have like these folders and folders of uh coupons and like in some of these i think it's probably less so now but when they made these probably about 10 years ago in the us you didn't kind of have the same restrictions that you have on coupons over here like you know you can only use one or whatever for like 30p yeah. off of a bottle of pepsi or whatever other soft drinks are available but they so they have like these folders and folders and folders and they plan out their shop and then they go into the supermarket and they get all of the shit and then they do they're like oh i've got some coupons and then the poor fucker behind the till earning minimum wage is just like excellent and then is scanning hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of coupons anyway and then it comes in and they're like and your total today is we owe you one dollar <laughs> fifty. But literally, they'll do like a four hundred dollar shop for nothing with the coupon. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's uh, fun. Yeah, I, I like to think there's a celebrity version. <laughs> what celebrity would be on an extreme couponing reality TV show, which is basically just like a reality version of Supermarket Sweep? Yeah, although or. <laughs> To be honest, given the trajectory of their career, probably Philip Schofield now. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the name that sprung to mind for me is someone who is now apparently going to be on a reality TV show, which sounds awful, is uh, Paul Gascoigne. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's had history of reality TV shows, and now, and this is fucked, he's going on this show where you have to spend, like, a week in the dark. Oh, I've seen the adverts for it, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, he's not in a place where he should he be doing a, something like that fairly unstable individual after all of the alcohol yeah yeah it just it feels someone i don't know there has to be some kind of safeguarding guy uh, i'm assuming channel 4 that is having like a stroke right now about this yeah you'd think so he also need he a more entertaining version of anything paul gascoigne in reality tv is if he had a body cam when he took the fishing rod and the six beers to roll boat during the standoff I, with the police i still forget that was real <laughs> like it, it feels like such like uh it feels like something off of that awful frankie boyle sketch show oh um tramadol nights <laughs> yeah but wouldn't it be funny if former football player paul gascoigne turned down to this police siege <laughs> Yeah. Celebrity police siege. Celebrity police siege. So some of the other ones I found um were right, I've got so I've I've got a list of weird reality shows as well. So I'm interested okay. to see if your ones appear on here too. Uh so there was the I Wanna Marry Harry, where a load of people were tricked into thinking they were trying to get a date with Prince Harry. And obviously Meghan Markle won. <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> like the trailer or anything for that film, that uh, show. Sorry, no, I've seen the pictures of the guy that looks nothing like Prince yeah. Harry. <laughs> nothing like him at all. I look as much like Prince Harry as he does. Best funeral ever, which is a TLC one, of course. Yeah, I think is that like uh, it follows like Undertakers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No man, no mankind, but Undertakers. I'd, I'd love if that was done like. Um, you know, nailed it, and shows like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> like so they'll have uh, right this week, Undertakers. You've got to do this. Just knock up a casket. Yeah. Then there's just some of the insane ones, like Married at First Sight is ridiculous. Um, My Strange Addiction, which is another TLC one, which is like when people are like addicted to like eating, eating cushions. Yeah. There, I've lost the article now. I was reading about this. There's a Russian, uh, 
there was a Russian um, reality TV show, however many years ago, and the idea was, and this was the police went in on this, but it was like a car chase. So there was like a civilian who then like committed a road crime and had to try and outrun the police, but the police were of the opinion it was an actual police chase. And if you got away from the police, you won. And surprisingly, it didn't get many seasons. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. I've got I've got a couple on my list. Yeah. I'll start with ones which are uh quite self explanatory. Mm-hmm. So Vanilla Ice Goes Amish, <laughs> which is uh, Vanilla Ice living with an Amish community, and it ends with a barn raising. Excellent. There was also, again, t- uh, TLC used to air... Uh, oh, what was it? There's an Amish show where they basically follow... Because in the Amish culture, you get to a certain age, and you go and spend a year in like the real world Yeah. to see, and then you come back to the Amish, assuming... It's called Breaking Amish, it's called. Um but it followed these Amish kids during that year, and they just obviously all went and like had lots of sex and did lots of drugs and drank lots of alcohol, and it was kind of hilarious. Interesting, interesting. Have you heard Boy Meets Boy? Uh, I have not. So it's it is a uh, dating show. So obviously they're all they're all men. Um, sounds quite progressive because it was two thousand three. Yeah, and it's kind of like a gay bachelor. Okay. So this guy has to whittle down the men to who he wants to uh, kind of be with. Mm-hmm. Halfway through, they re- reveal that half of them aren't gay. <laughs> right. And if he ends up picking a straight man, the straight man gets all of the prize money. <laughs> so it's like golden balls, but with like sexuality. Yeah, pretty much. So it's not... Um, it's not progressive at all. Uh, what else do we have? Who's your daddy? Right. Which is similar to The Bachelor, but an adopted person has to pick which of the people they think is their dad. <laughs> That's got therapy written all over it, hasn't it? Yeah. Joe Millionaire, which is very similar to I Want to Marry Harry, where you're date trying to uh win the affections of a billionaire that it turns out he's not a billionaire yeah born in the wild which is about a pregnant woman and her family or pregnant women and their family trying to find a spot outdoors to give birth wonderful more self self-explanatory stuff farmer wants a wife <laughs> you then had all of the good the, that weird niche reality genre which kind of i think has now died a second death because of broken legs yeah. of celebrity minor celebrities doing sports minor celebrities should not be doing. Yeah, so, so like, like splash the, the jump, right? Yeah. And then not doing sports, but you, you had minor celebrities wanking off pigs and the farm as well. I found the name of the uh, Russian it's called The Interception. The Interception. The Russian this hell. Russian reality show from the nineties offered players a free car right out the gate. It seems like a great deal until one learns the catch. Players had to then evade the Russian police in a car chase for 35 minutes in order to keep it. <laughs> that is fucking insane. <laughs> There's, um, so I was re-listening, as I often do, I was re-listening to our own podcast yesterday, and you name-dropped this reality TV show because... I just realised we can watch Sexy Beasts tonight. Yes, we can! <laughs> <laughs> the uh... takeaway in Sexy Beasts is the best Thursday night ever. Yeah, the the weird dating show, not the also incredible Ben Kingsley gangster movie. Oh yeah, that was ridiculous. That show. 
Se- yeah, <laughs> Sexy Beast for those uninformed was a dating show where everyone dresses up in you can't say realistic, but really detailed animal costumes. I would say like uh, like decent Hollywood grade prosthetics. Yeah. So, for example, episode one was a guy called Matt who was uh, dressed as a dog, and he had to pick between Rachel the Red Skull, Kirsty the Blue Alien, and a lizard from Essex named Amber. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, it was weird. And then, but then I think the first episode, so it might have been Matt, when they revealed him, just the spitting image of human beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Because also, you spent the whole thing just wondering, like, I wonder what they look like. I bet they're going to be like this. I bet they're going to be hideous. And they never were. No, you you still only have attractive people on dating shows. Yeah. Unless you go Uh, down, like, the Channel 4 route and, like, do, like, the undateables, which is a lovely uh, (laughs) lovely terminology. Yeah. What reality TV shows have you actually, like, been hooked on before? Because I know, obviously, Netflix Um... through a lot of dating stuff, but only two for me really properly sprung to mind i don't know about hooked on i definitely the original big brother was really interesting because it was it was before everything got stupid and like trying to kind of one up and like throw crazy people into the house and it was more of a social experiment and it was the first time anything like that had been done so i think i definitely watched that and that was interesting big big brother also got less and less popular the more accessible porn became (laughs) That's a bold statement. I, I maintain it. <laughs> really, really popular early noughties. <laughs> Is there like a there's a there's a curve there's the, the there's two a neck, distinct there's a ne- curves yeah. with the meeting point in like what two thousand seven. There's a nexus point somewhere, yeah, <laughs> where the winds shifted. But there's also a show where people fuck in a box. Uh, yes. It's like the cube after dark. But then they come out and like chat about it, right? <laughs> yeah. So how was it for you on live TV? And then uh, celebrity version, they had they had Sting and he's still in there. <laughs> no one else went in with him. And like na- Naked Attraction, that is a that is an awful, awful because it take away the whole thing of like it's it's a weird premise anyway. Like super, like this kind of superficiality to dating from just seeing someone uh, start bollock naked. But also, like, look, you've got your wedding coming up soon. How do you start your speech about how you met on, like, oh, you know, I knew he was the one for me when I saw his lower left bollock swinging in the breeze. Like, (laughs) yeah, he was huge. (laughs) I was, I was very, this is a Oh, I can't. You've ruined the word segue for me. Um, <laughs> I was very close to picking Naked and Afraid for one of my choices. I watched a lot of Naked and Afraid when I was in yeah. America. Um, it's it's strangely compelling. Yeah, because I watched. I I did. I did like my survival shows. Me, but there was also one where it was a guy. He was kind of like a Bear Grylls dude. He would have to get from one point to another, and then that country's like special forces would be trying to intercept him right that was a cool show but i can't remember apparently not cool enough that i remember its name uh i watched a lot of dog the bounty hunter dog the bounty hunter was good i am the dog <laughs> the big bad dog who i now think has done prison time because i'm fairly sure he crossed into mexico to arrest someone 
Excellent. And probably meth. And um, I was a big fan of Miami Inc. <laughs> yes, I completely forgot that even existed. Yeah, I watched a lot of Miami yeah. Inc. Good old Kat Von D. Should prob- we should probably move on to recommendations. Yes, recommendations. I, uh, I assume you guys are here for a movie recommendation. No, thank you. Nah. I'm fine. Nah, I'm fine. Uh, I'm alright actually, thanks. Nah, no, no, it's all right. No, it's all no, right. I'm fine. Yeah, that's all right. Fuck off. I believe it's your turn this week, Ian. It is my turn. So I have two choices. I can either do a film or a TV show. And I know it's movie recommendations, but I I think I'm going to throw caution to the wind with rules that we have dictated to ourselves and pick a TV show. Okay. Because this is a TV show that both of us wanted to pick. But if we looked at our hearts of hearts, we knew we did not have the skill sets or the ability to actually win this TV show. So this week's movie recommendation is the TV show Forged in Fire. Nice. Because Forged (laughs) in Fire is fucking amazing. Forged in Fire is a reality TV show that pits blacksmiths against each other to try to recreate a weapon a judging panel has picked for them. And it is insanity. Yeah, and you know, you become after like three episodes, you're like, you become an expert on the uh, like. Ah, oh, why is he not quenching it? He needs to quench the blade. Ah, <laughs> oh, temperature's too low for the. Qu- it's not gonna. It's not gonna work. But there, there's a guy on it. I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember his name, and I didn't research it because I'm uh, not a professional podcastist who's like the weapons tester dude. Yeah, and he, he will hack apart slightly too enthusiastically like a ballistics gel dummy or cut a pig in half with a claymore that some dude from South Carolina just made. Yeah. And then just go, this weapon would kill. (laughs) I was like, cool. You know, and you know, it's said with the tone of a man who is hard as a rock. (laughs) Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. But I, I fucking... But also, like, Forged Fire, I haven't watched a lot of the actual show. I've watched a lot of this on YouTube. Uh, I, I used, it used to be one of those things that was like, if it was on, I'd chuck it on in the background because it's yeah. one, of, one of those shows that you don't really need to pay a huge amount of attention to, but it's good fun. But they... um, the Darling, they're making, they're making sigh today. <laughs> yeah. The ones that always crack me up is they do so like they do a load of things in the studio and then the two finalists get like a week to go home to their home forge because that's the thing that their home have. forge yeah <laughs> to to make this like specific weapon it's like a like they're like a hellbird or something and then they come back and they spend all this time on it and then like the first dude cuts it and the whole thing shatters it's like ah oh. there's a great YouTube compilation that I'll stick in the YouTube playlist that no one ever looks at <laughs> of um. I think it's just called, like, Catastrophic Failures. Excellent. And it's exactly that. Or, like, someone, uh, the the mental guy lifts the sword above his head and the whole thing just, like, keeps going. Oh, because they've, like, fucked the balance up on the hill yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, swings it down and the whole thing just, like, bends in the air. <laughs> but Fortune Fire, it is, it is great. And it is weirdly accessible for a show that I don't understand how people do that stuff. Yeah. I mean, someone, uh, like, I don't know, I assume it's on like Bravo or something, but someone there just thought like, oh, how do we make Bake Off for men? <laughs> it feels like it is either for me, 
an end of the day idea from someone who has a train to catch. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just, right, we've got to have one more. We had to get like 20 ideas in one more. Come on, come on. It's like yeah. blacksmiths, fucking blacksmiths. Yeah. Um, or a coked up boardroom. <laughs> just like, guys, guys, you know what's cool. You know what's cool. Let's get fire. Let's get fire. Let's do weapons, weapons. It'll be great, great. Blacksmiths. Yeah. Let's just, we're forging stuff. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Everyone pigs, loves swords. Pigs, get loads of pigs and we're going to cut them up. <laughs> Yeah, we got all of these pigs because we were going to do a barbecue show, but now they've already done that. What can we do with them? <laughs> we have an excess of dead pigs. Um, yeah, and just for clarity, they are dead pigs. It's not hacking. <laughs> we we didn't clarify that they're not actually hacking alive pigs in half. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a, that's a different show entirely. <laughs> yeah, that's Squealers, 95 Central. There is... I'm fairly sure there is a bake-off for butchers. Yeah, as in for people that deal with meat or, um, like... Anyone with the surname Butcher. Pat Butcher and a mix all, of, of, I, I'm, all of her relatives. I'm, I'm assuming the former. Yeah. But I haven't done the legwork to confirm. Fair. Anyway, if people don't want to watch <laughs> um, a, a man hack up pigs with someone else's swords, <laughs> what else could they watch? So if you don't want to watch a reality TV show, uh, I thought I would pick a film that would fit into a category of like film plots that feel like they could be a reality TV show. And what better reality TV show than sending a load of British people to live in, I don't know, some kind of commune that they hilariously don't understand, like the social norms, and then people slowly get uh, voted out until you have one winner remaining at the end. And that is Ari Aster's Midsummer, Because, I mean, it does kind of phrase like that. It's basically a reality TV show. It's big. It's very, very sunny. Big Brother or Survivor or something like that. One of the choices which people are going to assume we're going to talk about, but I don't think any of us are, because I couldn't win Survivor, Graham. I couldn't win Big Brother. I'm a distinctly unlikable man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting that you recast everyone as British as well in Midsummer then. Uh, oh, shit. No, they aren't, are they? They're all played by British <laughs> Mostly people. Mostly played by British people, yeah. Mostly played by British people. Uh, Americans. To a place that they do not understand. Americans played by British people, apart from Chitty from The Good Place. Good old Chitty. And, and on that note, that's another extended introduction done. <laughs> uh, I think the first choice for uh, reality TV shows we could win is yours. So I was thinking of something that... With a lot of reality, like you said, like things like Survivor or Naked and Afraid, right? There's a, There's a high barrier to entry for some of these things right so i was thinking like, what's the thing that a lot of sort of average joes have been on in in the uk and whatnot and um i was thinking of there's cooking shows right I, I think i'm a fairly decent cook not master chef because that's probably a little outside my wheelhouse i haven't done my um training in the uh the french cuisine and whatnot for context uh graham spent a lot of yesterday messaging me very passionately about the brisket he was smoking yeah it, it was a good day i i it was, have it was a good day. I, I took the day off uh yesterday mostly because i'd been to a gig the night before and that's more difficult having a having a child now but also because i knew i was having people over last night and i was going to do this brisket and it just felt like a good idea to spend the the entire day tending to my brisket and it was. It was it was relaxing, it was cathartic, and it was a great payoff. Graham Jones, pitmaster. <laughs> so 
yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not, uh, not going to be competing with Mission and Star Chefs. So I was thinking about the other kind of shows that are a bit more accessible. Initially, I was going to go with Dinner Date because, like, the people on that make dog shit food. But you also have, there's, there's an element of obviously having to hit off with the person so they pick you. And also the fact that I'm in a relationship and don't need a dinner date. So I was like, fuck it, come down with me. It's a British institution. It's it's given us some of the, uh, I mean the 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 obvious um, the obvious kind of clip from come down with me is the uh, the guy that was really pissed off that he lost to Jane. Oh, it's one of the best <laughs> best scenes from British TV. Yes, enjoy your money, your sad little life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's. Like his his kind of like meltdown is great anyway, but it's the real kind of uncomfortable silence with the other three who like won't even make eye contact with him or it's not knowing what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what is the right thing to do at this moment? Do I stand do I defend them? Yeah. Do I say something? Do I agree? Do I leave? Is the producer going to get involved? Is this man about to kill himself? Because it was in his house as well. Yeah. So you're you're trapped, <laughs> but yeah. So there's there's some great. And have you seen the the guy with the whisk? There's a clip of the there's a guy that's making like chocolate mousse or something with a whisk, and he's like, oh yeah, and you always have to lift lick it off. But he puts the entire whisk in his mouth. <laughs> yes, I have seen that. <laughs> Which is in, it's insane, um, but yeah, it's it's I I feel like the. You know, there's some people on there that make some good stuff, but like, it, I think it's it's definitely winnable. I wouldn't make the mistake. There, there was an episode once where a woman who she had a python, um, and decided it'd be a good thing to kind of, you know, they always have like a entertainment thing. Yeah, where every the vast majority of the time, everyone sits very uncomfortably. Yeah, and she was she just basically bought her python out and put it on the dinner table, and it shat everywhere. <laughs> So I wouldn't do that. I'd leave Monty upstairs. And pythons, weirdly, one thing I learned while living with you for six months was that pyth- python shit smells. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it is it is horrible. It's infrequent, though. Like it's, They shit like it isn't, it, once every two weeks. Oh, lucky snakes. <laughs> I need to go again now. <laughs> I wonder what that sound was. But yeah, so I think that, and I think it's um, a, just a good excuse to use my uh, my new barbecue again on TV. Do you think if we uh, if we keep name dropping it, would we get a discount? Yeah, I would love to be sponsored by a, bar- a, a film podcast sponsored by a barbecue. Yeah, Kamado Joe for when you need to watch movies <laughs> and eat barbecue food. Yeah. But when you wa- last last time I smoked a brisket, I spent the entire day watching Arnie films. I my brisket smoked long enough yesterday that I could have watched the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, fuck, nice. I will, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I, I, I will be able to get it up on Letterboxd the day that I was doing a barbecue. But it was like I while while putting it on, it was Commando. Went through Code of the Barbarian, Predator, all of this stuff. It was ah, oh, I love a barbecue day because it also constantly feels like you're productive. Yeah. Also, the way um, you started that, you said, when I started it, commando, <laughs> as in, like, yeah. 
Just hang it. very early. Hang it loose. Yeah, it's the only, it's the only way. It's, I'm a purist. Yeah. What can I say? And obviously so you were going on would... naked attraction that evening. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But also, <laughs> talking of naked and afraid, barbecuing naked is not the way forward. <laughs> so what would your what would your uh, cup dine with me menu be? Um, so this is purely based on the fact, and I haven't told you this yet, um, I bought £60 worth of scallops out of uh, the back of a van on Thursday. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> right. Let's... Let's... <laughs> A couple, of, a couple of questions. Yep. Shoot. Let's start. Let's start with the obvious: yeah. currency or weight? Uh, currency. Okay. Cool. Good. <laughs> All right. That's not. I was going to say six, 60 pounds of scallops is too much. Um, was the van unmarked? Where was the van positioned? Was this a market situation or like a black market situation? <laughs> um, it was a uh, man knocking on my door situation. Um, Fucking hell. So, where did scallops come from? The sea, mate. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it did go from like, like, slightly concerned that he was like, oh yeah, we've got, you know, the, this this truck full of food to like, and it pulled up and then it was, you know, properly uh, refrigerated and everything. Like, it, it wasn't like, you know, a, a Del Boy kind he's, of situation. He's, he's a middle, an upper middle class child catcher. <laughs> But um, do you want do you want to come to the van and look at my scallops? <laughs> it turns out, um, yeah, it turns out that there's a, a gourmet food van that comes around this area and uh, sells things. Uh, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I still, I still, I can't get out of the mental image of you buying sixty pounds in weight of scallops from the back of like a rusted transit van, gourmet run foods. by a guy, yeah. Run by a guy dressed as a like traditional fisherman. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I bought, I bought a bunch of scallops and I bought uh, a selection of fish steaks. So twelve fish steaks. I, I I used to think our podcast was really accessible to the average movie goer, <laughs> and, now, and now it's just all I bought sixty pounds worth of scallops. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me! Okay, so. So, <laughs> scallops. Scallops to start. Nice griddle pan on the barbecue. Oil, oil the scallops. You never oil the pan with scallops, you oil the scallops. Nice two minute sear on either side. Serve it with uh, some black pudding and crispy bacon. That's the nice. starter. Yeah, yeah. Main, I think I'm just going to go with the. Um, probably just go with the kind of barbecue selection. So. I'll do a brisket again because I did enjoy that. Um, and I think it's always a bit of a winner. And then my, like, the trusty spatchcock, as I think I called it yesterday. Yep. I've got... So I have a rub. <laughs> as in, like, a barbecue rub. It's not like a... It's not a, a, naked, a naked attraction scenario. I just, I, just, um, I just really like spatchcock. <laughs> uh, so you spatchcock the chicken, rub it with the rub... <laughs> Uh, butter under the breasts and chuck it on for an hour and 15 minutes, uh, 350 degrees Fahrenheit uh, or until the internal temperature is about 170 uh, degrees. And then sides, uh, crispy new potatoes and uh, pit beans. Nice. Which you got to sample last week. Nice pit beans. I did. They were nice. They were nice. Um, And then dessert. 
Dessert. I'm not a big one on making desserts. To be fair, I've not done a lot of. I might angel delight. Angel delight. I might cop out and just do like a. a <laughs> I'm basically apart from the scallops, basically what I I cooked for you last week. But maybe it's just like strawberries and cream, like um, especially in this oh, weather. That sounded that sounded so romantic. <laughs> um, you can do like smoke smoked ice cream is a thing. Oh, interesting. So there are smoked desserts you could do. Yeah. So if you chuck something like that, get a bit of the barbecue in. But then you'll get some person who only eats like fish fingers, who doesn't like the fact that it tastes of smoke. Yeah, there is that. Or maybe I'd do like um, like griddled peaches. I think that would be quite nice. Oh, interesting. I like interesting. A, I like, like it. a peach. And then entertainment, obviously, uh, live podcast recording. Uh- <laughs> right, guys, sit in, tuck yourselves in. Yeah, this is two hours of really inaccessible content and in jokes. <laughs> yeah, just this this exact episode will recreate it. <laughs> yeah, um, and then yeah, Bob's your uncle. Nice, I like it. I like it. That that does sound like a, a winning menu. To be fair, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I, I think I'd I think I'd do alright. I had a when I was used to work part time at the stadium. Um, one of the uh, football stadium not just any stadium. Um, Reading Football Stadium, to be precise. I don't know why I'm going into this detail. Basically, yeah. one of the managers, uh, her husband was on Come Dine with me, and because they didn't have the like stuff at home to cater for people, they took one of the big tables, they took the linen, <laughs> they took the cutlery, they took the cruet set and everything from the stadium and set up in their garden. Nice. Chairs as well, I think. But yeah. Over lockdown, we took, well, not took, we, there was a local calf called Outside a Tart, which I don't think is there anymore, but they had uh, garden furniture and we were just like, look, we're doing, we need seats. Do you mind if we take some? And they're like, yeah, go for it. Nice. <laughs> um, I've just put onto mid journey, uh, weird fishermen selling scouts for a rusted transit van. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because I that I can't get over that. That's uh, it's made my life easier because that's the that is the audio clip from the podcast sorted. That's <laughs> uh, it's easy. It's nice to know we're in one of those moments while we're in it, rather than uh, yeah. usually it's it's hindsight. It's like oh, you know what? That was that was great content. But now we're done. <laughs> you buying a massive sack of fucking uh, shellfish? Yeah, they're shellfish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they share. Hey. Nice. After this recording, I will send you a picture of the bag of scallops. Okay, my choice. Uh, this doesn't involve um, sixty pounds of. <laughs> Do you know what? Before before I go on to that, I just want to mm. Google one thing. Time to Google. We are googling. Just searching for stuff online. Cool. So. My next choice uh, may not involve four and a half stone of scallops, uh, but it does involve the sea. So this is a reality game show, according to Wikipedia. It's a reality show that has had 32 seasons and 1,800 episodes over multiple languages. It is the fourth most exported adventure style show after Wipeout, Fear Factor and Survivor. And I think it is the most import, uh, most exported French TV show format. Yeah, I only learnt today that it is French. Yeah, it's uh, so. This is uh, so. It's named after 
the actual fort it is set in, uh, and that is Fort Boyard. Mm. So Fort Fort Boyard was built in 1857 by Napoleon. <laughs> or no, it was commissioned by Napoleon and then finished in 1857. I thought it, it was into... commissioned by Channel 4. It was, fell into disrepair in 1913 and then they started renovating it from 1989 for this TV show. Right. And part of that renovations involved clearing off a 50 centimetre layer of bat shit or bird shit. <laughs> which is a lot of bird or guano, guano. as any Ace Ventura fan would know the meaning of is that not specific to to penguins i always thought it was specific to penguins guano i mean ace ventura guano's bat okay so i think it might just be flying bird shit or flying stuff shit flying stuff shit it has to have exited from a airborne cloaca cloaca well not even an airborne just from a cloaca i assume well but then snakes have got cloacas well is snake shit called guano i don't think so Hence, uh, uh, someone with a hey, cloaca and wings. Hey Siri, is snake shit called guano? Okay, I found this on the web for a snake fruit guano. Check it out. That said, snake fruits for a guano because I mumble. <laughs> <laughs> is your is your Siri like Australian? Australian. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is that because your phone's up? Ah, oh, see what you did there. Uh, I'm not sure why. And I don't want to turn it off because it makes me feel, comf- <laughs> it makes me feel comfortable. I uh, never nice. feel patronised when I have to ask it something stupid. But yeah, so Fort Boyard, um, it's just fucking mental. Like, it feels like a fever dream because it's like, so you and your team get ferried to a fort in the middle of the sea. Are you specifically, I assume you're doing Leslie Grantham and Melinda Messenger one. Um, rather than in French. Yes, so we will be doing that because the, the French thing would be an issue. Yeah, because I do not speak French. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd be doing the UK the UK version, which was D- Dirty Den, Dirty Den, Dirty Den, and Melinda Messenger, who is now a psychotherapist. Really? Yeah, she retrained. Fair enough. You think if anything, she'd retrain as a postwoman? Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah, because because Messenger, because Messenger, yeah. Messages, nice. But she um so you, you get to you get to the fort. The first half of the show is you gotta find key so you you're trying to get the gold, which is guarded by tigers. Mm. And French Dirty tigers. Den is there Dirty Den is there for some reason. Melinda Messenger is there for some reason. You get ferried around by dwarfs. And oh, yeah, then I forgot about that. <laughs> you've got to find keys to open like the portcullis into the dragon uh, the dragon into the tiger enclosure. And then the last half of the show is you're getting clue words to guess the password that will help you access the gold. And the passwords are all like, you'll get words. It's kind of like Linky. So you'll get words and the password is the one that like ties them all together. Yeah. Then if you get, if you get it right, you then have to carry the gold out in your hands. Yeah. And if you don't know the clue, you can sacrifice someone to like a tiger statue. Yeah, like full on blood sacrifice. Yeah, full on blood sacrifice. And it is just like some of the challenges were just fucking insane. There was one called there was one which was just mud wrestling. You had to mud wrestle a strong man or strong woman. Yeah. As as you do. Yeah, uh tiger fishing. Because it's a French show, there was one called Wine Cellar. Nice. 
But I just, I don't know. I think like it, it's the the password stuff was always fucking easy. I can play Linky. I've got no issue once we've got the clues. We're good. Sorry, I, I, I could... what the fuck is Linky? Oh, Linky! You've never played Linky before. No, it sounds it sounds uh, infantile. Uh, no, there is that is Dinky, the kids' version. <laughs> Linky is a game where you'll have four questions, right, and then the actual answer is something that ties all of those together. Oh, so it's like it, it's a pub quiz round, basically. Pretty, pretty much, but it's its own like card game, oh, okay. basically. Right. It's fun. Last time I played it was against a 12-year-old and I lost. I won't go into that in more detail. I'll just leave that out there. That's that's annoying. Your your part had you buying a load of fine dining food and my involves me playing and losing a card game against a child. We we live in different worlds now, Graham. We live in different worlds. Um so yeah, like it, it, the, the all of all of the stuff is fairly like the challenges themselves can be quite difficult, but I think it's I, I think it's doable. I think we could win it. Yeah. Who's in your team? How many people used to go around in the team? So four people. I think you've got a team of four. Four Boyard. Oi. Yeah, you've got a team of four. Then the the prize money depends on what you extract out from the like the treasure room or the courtyard or right. whatever, and you have to to guess the password. You have to stand on tile uh, like tiles with letters on, which is exactly how you input cheat codes into Banjo Kazooie. So we've got an extra little uh, level of goodness there. Yeah, but obviously, obviously, you'd be there. Thanks, man. Graham, I feel like we'd we'd go through this as a team. I'm not sure, Viking Allen. Q jingle. Axes of shit. He is a Viking. Asgard. Viking. Alan. Mm-hmm. Would be good. Um, added bit of strength because he's called Viking Alan. Obviously, he's a strong dude. Mm. I think he would. Yeah, I think he'd bring us something. Um, uh, let's let's take because we might need to sacrifice someone to the tiger statue. True, and if we're going to sacrifice anybody to a tiger statue, it should really be. Mm. Yeah. Or we just do partners, just me, you. Yeah. Yeah, we could bring do that. them along. It's we'll a bit, have Bowie. It's it's a bit more of a, a a tricky situation to figure out who gets sacrificed when it's partners there. Yeah, true, but it's extra brownie points. We'll take. We'll just uh, take one for the team. Just take one for the team. It's easy. Like if anything, I'm just going to get in the way, Graham. I'll just that's that's how I'm going to win by sacrificing myself at the key moment. Nice, you, you honourable, honourable man. I'm an honourable, honourable man. Yeah. So that it's just it's just fucking like the more I think about Fort Boyard, the more stuff I remember. The more I think I'm doubting what I remember about Fort Boyard, because there was also like the I think it was the professor for a while who was then replaced by Tom Baker as like an insane ship captain who lived in like a lighthouse or an observatory or something. Uh, and if yeah. you didn't guess, if you didn't guess his clue right, he would shoot a key into the sea. Yeah. See, that would be less than I do. I'm not the, like I can swim, but I'm not uh, swimming in open sea off of a ancient castle kind of level swimmer. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's a tough one, but it's just, it was just such a fucking mental TV show. I, in my mind, it also occupied like this time of day at the weekend where like you would have on Channel Five would be Fort Boyard and Channel Four would be like Football Italia. Yes, yeah. Fort Fort Boyard is a, 
a challenge reality thing, which I think I could do. Yeah. Thus, it's being on this list, obviously. Nice. Yeah. Weird. So, I'm uh, going to go down a fairly similar route and choose a show that I didn't realise until this morning was based off of Port Boyard. And that is... What? The Crystal Maze. (laughs) Really? Yeah, The Crystal Maze is based on... It's made by the same guy, Jacques Antoine, based upon his format for the French game show... Fort Boyard. Fuck off. <laughs> That's um that is insane. Yeah. Which explains why I said to you we need to do Fort Boyard first, because I didn't want to throw that out before you picked Fort Boyard. That is that is fair. Because Graham and I do talk outside of this podcast. That's I always I always thought Richard O'Brien was behind it. No, it was it was um just the he was the talent. He was the he was the talent. He was the talent. Yeah. Still the best, I think, of the um of the pres- of the presenters. Oh yeah, like don't get me wrong, I've got a lot of time for Richard Iwadi and everything, but yeah. Richard O'Brien was just such like an iconic figure with it that when you think of Crystal Maze, you're thinking of him. Yeah, without a doubt. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a similar thing. I, I, I think most people know the premise of Crystal Maze. You've got the four zones: Aztec, medieval, future, and another one. What's the other one? Aztec medieval. Um, why? Why have you not sorry, told us this? Um, sorry, I just I just fell down a bit of a hole. Okay, wrong word. Uh, so off of from Crystal Maze, I went to Jungle Run. Yeah, which is like the kids' version, right? Yeah, and then uh, I knew this was a TV show, so Naked Jungle, right? Which was like it was basically Jungle Run for all the contestants and Keith Chegwin as the host were naked. <laughs> what I didn't realise was Naked Jungle was used the same set as Jungle Run. <laughs> Where the the kids crystal mazed it. The, yeah. So the kids <laughs> the kids TV show set was then used where loads of people were just running around naked trying to get idols. I mean, that's that's not cool. <laughs> that's Fucking hell, that uh-huh. is that is insane. Um, but the zones are Aztec, Industrial, Futuristic, Medieval, Ocean, Eastern, and the Crystal Dome. Yeah, but it turns out, I think Ocean replaced Industrial in 1993. Because there was That's only very, ever yeah. four zones at a time, and then, yeah, the Crystal, Crystal Dome. But yeah. Uh, interesting. But you have uh, five, four different types of game so mental mystery physical skill and um you have a team of six three boys three girls always that's 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 the rules in i don't make them and uh yeah you pick your teams you pick who's best for each challenge you go in you get crystals crystals equal time in the maze in the maze in the dome and then you have to grab all of the gold tickets and they minus the silver ticks off the gold tickets and at the end, you're guaranteed to win a uh, Swarovski crystal. But what's not guaranteed is whether or not you get the prize. And I think it used to be like, uh, you used to win individual prizes. And it used to be like, oh, like, Ian's won the, you know, two-week stay at Butlins in Bognor Regis. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I think it, towards the latter series, they did like a, um, it was like a team prize. So like, everyone got to stay at 
Butlins and Bogner Regis together. But yeah, so a couple of reasons, I think. One, it's kind of a less extreme Fort Boyard. There's no tigers. No one's having keys, you know, chucked into like Rich O'Brien's swimming pool or something. Um, you are, it's, it's all about those kind of tasks. And a lot of the time, they're not, like some of them are tricky, but a lot of the time they're not that hard. So yeah, I think I'd be fairly, fairly comfortable in doing it. And I've done it. I have done the crystal maze in, um, in the thing in London at the Trocadero and yeah, I, I got the crystals. I didn't get locked in, um, and came out with a number of gold tokens that I can't remember, but was high enough to to win a. Oh, I did, we didn't win a prize. If you if you do the one at the Trocadero, if you want to take home a Swarovski crystal at the end of it, you need to pay an extra twenty five pounds, which I wasn't going to. Do. <laughs> but, what um, the only the only challenge I can remember from Crystal Maze was like they had to drive like a remote control like dump truck or something but the person i think controlling it could only see out of like a little camera at the front or something right yeah there, i mean there's loads there's ones that where you had to do i'm, like... I'm assuming i don't, don't get me wrong i'm assuming there are other challenges yeah, just that for an hour <laughs> it's just just that themed four different ways yeah yeah it's either it's a dump truck sometimes it's a jcb uh there's a water-based one where you're uh, in a trawler and um, and then there's a plane. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but yeah, no, there, there's a, a whole host of ones. I went on one and nearly died. Uh, maybe a little extreme, but you you kind of got on this platform that was secured. So there's a platform and there was like a uh, rope bridge and then uh, another platform that you stood on and then you unhooked it and it kind of went along and you went along the rope bridge and got off the other side. And you needed to not like touch the ground, as like like the floor is lava kind of thing, which was also a reality TV show on Netflix, which was ridiculous. Did you ever see that? The floor is lava. Oh, it was great. <laughs> it was great, but very very frustrating. Yeah, it's and a, not real lava. Uh, no, which you know, false advertising. But like, can you imagine if they followed that up? Because it is aimed at kids. Yeah, right? floor is lava. Yeah, can you imagine if they followed that up with naked floor is lava <laughs> using okay. exactly the same sets and Keith Chegwin? Yeah, like this is. There, there's a lot of stuff we could go with this, but I am not doing an episode dedicated to it because that makes us look so fucking weird. <laughs> Which kids' TV shows should you do a naked version of? I, that's yeah, that's that's not. <laughs> it's like nope, that's not okay. any episode that has to have <laughs> asterisks because Naked Jungle was a thing. Naked Jungle was adults naked on a kids' TV set. That's what we're talking. Please, no, 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 no. It's fine. Yeah. I always find it insane that the guy... You've watched people just do nothing, right? Yes. The the guy in it is Keith Chegwin's son. Who? Uh, so, like, the... I forget his name. The right-hand man guy. So not um, MC whatever. The one that's... The Hugo DJ. Chegwin? Yeah. <laughs> fuck off. I've told you to fuck off a lot today. You have. No, uncle. He's Keith Chegwin's Keith. uncle. <laughs> Keith Chagrin is his uncle. Uh, okay, I thought it was his son. Either way, you know, close enough. Jeff, Jeffrey, his his dad is Jeff Chagrin. Jeff Chagrin. Jeff Chagrin definitely sells scallops out of the back of a van. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Crystal Maze. I think um, yeah, I think it's doable. I would have myself, you, uh, and then I think we'd go. Um, 
Who else would we have? We'd have Dwayne The Rock Johnson as our third guy. Um, then Florence Pugh, because obviously... Uh, uh, we'll just get a series of CrossFit athletes. So yeah. just all of the Icelandic women. I, I suppose that's good. I was I was trying to keep it movie-themed. But yeah, we'll go, we could go to the CrossFit athletes. Me, you, Dwayne Johnson, Florence Pugh and... Two CrossFit athletes, done. Uh, but yeah, I think it's um, I think it's winnable. Yeah, and I've done it, so yeah, the proof is in the pudding. My next choice is a TV show that has featured such contestants as James Acaster, Ed Gamble, rugby player Gavin Henson. And a load of... Oh, Vicky Patterson was in it, who I predominantly know from that episode of Murder and Successful I will watch basically every other month. It's fantastic, isn't it? It's... Oh, it is so fucking funny. What other names do I recognise here? Because there's just a lot of former this, former that. Lisa Mafia, you know, from the So Solid crew, spelt with two Fs. Oh, she doesn't want to, you know, be confused with the actual Mafia. That would be really tricky, you know, going through past. Uh, yeah, very true, stuff. very true. Hell of, hell of a copyright lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. Iwan <laughs> Thomas actually won this. Gavin Henson also won this. So this is, this is obviously the celebrity version. I'm not saying we would be on the celebrity version because you also do this in pairs, Graham, so I'm bringing you along with this as well. Excellent. This is Channel 4's Hunted. Yeah. So Hunted is basically contestants are instructed to go on the run for 25 days. If they survive 25 days without being caught and then get back to like a extraction point or something like that, they win a share of £100,000. Mm-hmm. Um, that £100,000 is shared between everybody who finished, basically. And yeah, I think it's doable. Now, the problem with Hunted is it's there's clearly rules in place to make it more likely that you'll get caught. Yeah, without a doubt. It's really tricky, like, because there's definitely things that you would... If you've got adequate prep time... and like, Which you would. You you know, you can take a bunch of cash yeah. out and leave it with someone and, like, pre-arrange... Which you can't. Yeah, so, like, but that, that makes it so much more doable rather than having to use cards and things like this, or... Yeah, so from the... I think this is from the US version, but some of the rules seem to be you have to move every 48 hours. Okay. So you can't just... Find a bush and stay there. Yeah, hide in, like, a storm cellar or something like that. Uh, Not that you have a lot of those around here. You can't return to the same place twice. Right. You can't get help from the same person twice. You can't use the same ATM twice. Uh, you can't take out more than $100 or this, like I said, this was the US one. You can't take out a certain amount, more than a certain amount of money in one go. Yeah. Um, no one can give you money. Apparently the producers can create or take away rules at any point, which is always a bit of a worrying one. And I think with the UK, you get access to like a bank account with 250 quid in. Okay. I mean, some of those definitely not, at least on the celebrity. We watched the James A. Castro and the Gamble one recently. And yeah. like there were instances where people got helped by the same people and managed to get given cash. So like I think they're probably yeah. a bit more lenient on the, the rules. But yeah. So what you're saying is we need, we need to be on the celebrity version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need. <laughs> but also this the celebrity one, I think they were told to explicitly 
like release statements and videos and things like that. Yeah, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of like Ed Gamble did his uh, XFM uh, radio yes, show yeah. and things. And uh, no, it was it, it, it's quite it's quite fun. I, I the the like woman that leads the hunters is one of the most insufferable people on TV. I can't stand oh, her. The, the the hunter stuff is really annoying as well because yeah. it's because uh, it's just. So I can't fuck. There was a similar show while I was researching this where they have like a referee. Right. Where the ref because obviously it's all fucking like staged is the wrong word, but like a lot of the stuff that they're doing, sure, MI five has access to, but that's not the way the hunters are doing it. No, not in the slightest. <laughs> right? It's uh there was what so there's the show which has similar, but they have a guy who basically rules if this is something police in this situation could do right which i think is kind of an interesting approach to it yeah but people always seem to make like really stupid choices and stupid mistakes and i i just think i could do it the issue i would have is if i am tracked down i'm not really going to be able to run away or jump over fences or anything (laughs) so i'm gonna have to stay one step ahead also there's a so i i've watched some of the 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 main tv show yeah because you're getting a share of the money part of me also wants to try to get the other people caught (laughs) there is that i thought you were going to suggest you were going to like fuck me over like push me off the helicopter or something oh yeah i mean you know (laughs) they can only catch the uh that went big pushing you off a helicopter (laughs) (laughs) um so immediately i'd get rid of the beard yeah because Everyone knows me as a bearded dude. I'd get rid of the beard. I might need you to shave your head. Oh, God. I mean, that's only like a three-fifths job, to be fair. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but I would, yeah, like, sh- shave shave down the beard. Yeah. That's that's one big thing done. Actually dress well. No one will recognise me. We could go full, yeah. I would say we could go full right said Fred, but they, they're, like, horrifically right wing now aren't they so maybe not yeah let's not let's not go the right said fred route far right said fred nice because we are too sexy <laughs> yeah so yeah sh- sh- shave down i would then i know a lot of people head to the cent like the middle of the country because then depending where the extraction point is they can get there easier yeah so you would think all the hunters would be around there so i would go kind of coastal okay but i think you just like i mean just even just like uh National Park kind of stuff. Just wander around the moors. Yeah. Or sl- Slam Dunk Festival, because there was no fucking phone signal there. They're not going to be able to catch you there. Yeah, this 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 is this is very true. But you just need to, yeah, you need to find a way to minimise minimise contact with people, because it's the contact with people that ends up kind of getting you. So, again, don't know if there's a rule against it, but drop points, store stuff in places. Who would you... Like, invariably, someone kind of gets an acquaintance involved to kind of help them with a lift or something. Obviously, going to be friend of the podcast, my dad. <laughs> yes. But one, former policeman. Yeah. Knows the shit. Two, I feel like he wouldn't fall for the, uh, oh, I'll just use Facebook Messenger to message them. Oh, no, they've got access to all of my messages. <laughs> you know, we'd need we'd need set set code words. Oh, we would drop it. We'd, we'd drop his instructions into an episode of the podcast yeah yeah but then, then drop yeah we you, a bit of kind of smoke and mirror stuff so we yeah. will be messaging people saying oh we're in here yeah a couple of fake photos we'll get mid-journey nice Ian and graham in a place they're definitely not and see yeah. what that comes up with 
Yeah. But I just, it's the only thing that would stop us winning this is the producers of the TV show. Yeah, it is always one of those ones that it looks, whenever people get caught, it's for absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous reasons. Um, the only yeah the so you've got the the getting away from people. There's also like the sprint towards the vehicle at the yeah. end. That's a tricky one too. Yeah. So that my next choice could help us with that. Okay. But you, you we would have to like this isn't a case of us signing up and going tomorrow. I I would be I would do a bit of training around it. Yeah. I'll get my. I'd be on the move all the time. Like I'm fairly sure it's it's a great way to lose weight. Oh, on the move. I heard you say we'll be on the moon all the time. And I was like, what? Uh, first of all, they said you can't stay in one place for more than 48 <laughs> hours. Uh, and you have to stay in the UK. Okay. Yeah. That's so unfortunately, the, the moon the moon for various reasons isn't achievable for us. No. Although if the if space travel was available sort of 500 years ago, I'm sure we would have colonised it. Pro- I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> Don't know where to go after that comment, Graham. That was a, that was a, a weird, deep one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we did. Maybe, Maybe there are red red coats on the moon. Sounds like a very bad like nineteen forties novel that you'd read now and just realise is horrifically racist. Yeah, it's either that or it's uh, it feels like that or it's an album title for like a history based metal band. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hunted. I I do like the show. It is frustrating because you know that it's not strictly what is being. Pictured. It's not kosher. Yeah. It's not kosher, mate. No, it's just not kosher. But I, I think I think we could get around it. I think we're 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 clever guys. I think mm. we wouldn't fall for the usual uh, traps and stratagems. Uh, we just need to make sure we plan, like Batman. Mm. I'm quite jealous of their cars. They've got some very nice uh, new Land Rover Defenders that they drive around yes. in, blacked out. That's that's just a throwaway comment really it adds nothing to the conversation adds adds nothing to the conversation but yeah hunted i am very whenever i watch hunted i end up turning to my fiance and saying i could win this (laughs) if anything i actually think hunted was what made me add this episode to the list oh really (laughs) yeah because i was saying i was watching the james a caster ed gamble one they decided to have a shootout with the hunters at the taskmaster house yeah which I just feel like they didn't want to do it anymore. Oh yeah, but, they definitely. But also, it got really crap once they were once they'd finished it. There was like these two like celebrity. Um, is that like the mathematician or something? Well, it was that. So it's the mathematician who has the best name in the world, Bobby Seagull. Yeah. Um, and he was with some uh, YouTube person. Um, and then there was this like celebrity psychologists. Um, who looked oh, yeah. like melted waxworks? Uh, yeah, so then just was kind of. I was like, yeah. I mean, we we watched it just to see what happened, but it was a bit, um, a bit yeah. boring. The Speakmans, the Speakmans, which it, it does have like it. It sounds like, and I'm not, you know, it sounds like I'm not making any suggestions here for reasons of of libel, but. The Speakmans do sound like a kind of murderous couple from the 1970s. They do. They do. <laughs> um, just just throwing it out there, Ian. Um, applications for Channel 4's Hunters are now open. Interesting. Interesting. Click here to start your application. Oh, then applications are currently closed. Well, 
You, uh, yeah, you stupid website. Okay. How dare they? But yeah, Hunted. I confidently think we could win Hunted. We're having a crystal maze sandwich, and the bread is two food-based reality shows. And this top slice of bread is... <laughs> Man versus food. So this this top loaf of bread. Yeah, this top loaf of bread. This top deep fried loaf of bread with a stick through it that also has a chicken on top and a burger is man versus food. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I could do all of the man versus food challenges because if like there's somewhere it's like a gallon of milkshake and uh, given my lactose intolerance, I would probably end up turned inside out. Actually, before I get to that point, preamble. Most people know Man vs. Food, but it was it was Adam Richman, um, who is inexplicably a Tottenham Hotspurs fan for some reason, um, and um, he would go around America taking on all of these challenges where it's like, eat the biggest or spiciest or somethingest food and do it in a certain time limit and we'll put your picture up on a wall and you can give a press conference at the end where Man triumph it is now with someone else and it's infinitely less enjoyable casey webb ac webb casey oh casey casey webb casey webb but um isn't isn't casey like a legal term that's qc it's casey as well though casey or qc i'm fairly sure king's council yeah oh of course it would of course it would be yeah anyway legal acronyms aside so there's a whole range of um of different man versus food challenges so i am not going to sit here and say that you could put any of them in front of me and I'd be able to do it because for example there's ones where you have to drink like a gallon of milkshake and that would end up with me kind of shitting myself inside out and that's not not something that I'm uh, I'm willing to do for uh, entertainment purposes I've got I've, I've got a list of the the best man versus food challenges attempted by Adam Richmond nice okay so I I'm going to read through some of these, and I want you to tell me if you think you could do them. Okay. 15 dozen oysters. 15 dozen. That's a lot. I do like an oyster. I'd say admirable effort, but probably not the entirety of 15 dozen. So that's 180 oysters. Yeah, that's a lot of oysters. A 72-ounce steak, along with sides, salad, and a shrimp cocktail in under an hour. Um, in under an hour. Is there... Is this... Is that purely protein? Sorry. So 72 ounces is two kilos. Yeah. I mean, but side salad and shrimp cocktail. So I think that is potentially doable purely on the basis that it doesn't... Because the ones that really struggle are like lots of bread, lots of carbs. Like that just becomes a very difficult... Whereas that's pure protein. Salad is salad. And then shrimp cocktail is, you know, that always goes down there. So yes... A tentative yes. Tentative yes. Uh, there's a Davy Jones locker challenge, which is like ten spicy chicken wings that made the pro wrestler he ate it with cry. <laughs> I'm, so of of all of the things, I think spicy things, I think I have a good shot at because I've got quite a decent tolerance for spice. So I'm gonna go with yes. And also wings, right? Who doesn't want, who doesn't love wings? True. Very true. Then there is uh. A five-pound cheeseburger. See, that becomes more difficult because of the and a load of fries, the bread yeah. and the fries. So I think I'd struggle with that. So I've tr- I've tried a burger one before, and yeah. I think I've said it before. I didn't. You need to dissemble it, otherwise the 
on at the bottom soaks up a load of grease and just gets like horrible. Uh, fire in your hole, which is another spicy one. Yeah. The gigante, which is a four pound burrito that you have to eat with half a pound of mac and cheese and then half a pound of banana pudding. Yeah. So then uh, we just have the, there's the lactose issue there. Yeah. Hellfire sushi, which is super spicy sushi. I'd be okay with that. I love I love spice. I love sushi. I'm down. Yeah. Let's let's do that. Uh, a Kodiak arrest, where you have to eat an entire Alaskan king crab and a massive reindeer sausage. I think that'd be alright. I love a love a I king think crab. They did one called Suicide Six Wings, which was another spicy one. Yeah. And he failed after one bite. Oof. I mean that's that's pretty. I uh, talking of uh, other reality TV show. We I think you you've watched it as well. But they did the spice episode on the new, uh, well the chili episode on the new barbecue showdown, and that woman put yes. twenty Carolina Reapers in her hot sauce. And the inventor and, uh, of the Carolina Reaper was like, you probably only needed half of one. <laughs> yeah, don't, and um, accidentally one of the judges ate a whole one. Oh yeah, she yeah left left. Uh, it was a scorpion one, yeah, not a Carolina Reaper. Yeah. but that scorpion pepper is pretty hot still. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, that made me want to make more hot sauce. Yeah, same. I want to do. You remember when we did the wing thing? I did a. I did a peach habanero sauce for the wings, which I really really enjoyed, and want to like just do a hot sauce rather than on the wings. Yeah. But then you look up and it's like, oh yeah, you need to prepare them for canning and all this kind of. That's just that's a lot of. Oh, it is, it is a lot. Of, I've I've got a fermented hot sauce I made downstairs, which is really nice. But it fucking punches you in the back of the mouth. But I, yeah. So, man versus food. Yes. <laughs> back, back, back to the subject at hand. So, spicy challenges. If you had to go spicy or had to go, like, volume. So, I think if I was to choose what I did, yeah, I'm going massive fry up. Oh, like the Wondercalf. Yeah. The, the, the former Wondercalf. Yeah. It's a fucking Starbucks now. Is it a, I've not been that way in a long time. I knew it was yeah, closing it's down. A, it's, it's, a a Starbucks. it's a Starbucks. So Wondercalf was our local, like, proper greasy, greasy spoon. Yeah. Up, and it was beautiful. And they uh, had a breakfast challenge, which was... I, I only finished a handful of times, and the first time was live on this morning by a professional food eater. <laughs> I didn't know that. that. Yeah. The best thing about the Wondercalf was that it, they just ripped off the McDonald's M and turned it yes. into a W. But yeah, I think that's... Um, and it does maybe go a little bit against what I was saying with the whole um, element of, like, you're going to have some bread in there. But I think because everything else is kind of quite proteiny, you can smash that and kind of, like, mop up with the bread at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. Either that or hot wings. So... The Wonder Calf uh, challenge was four fried, four pieces of fried bread, four pieces of toast, four eggs, six sausages, six bacon, six hash brown, four black pudding, plum tomatoes, beans, mushroom, and you've got to do it in forty-five minutes. See, I think I could, I, I never had the opportunity because now it's Starbucks. But um, I think I could do it. The only bit in there that is like unappealing, it's the bread, right? Well, is the the bread is the hard part, and then the unappealing part is the plum tomatoes. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure what they're counting as pieces of toast, though. Oh, well, whether it's a half slice. Yeah, I'm not. I think it might might be a half slice, but I'm not sure. One, two, three, four. Five. It might. It might be full pieces of bread. So four slices. Four full slices. 
Well, eight full slices. Yeah, uh, but f- four full slices of toast, four full slices of bread. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the tricky part of it. But I think it's still, 45 minutes is quite a while as well. Yeah, yeah, it's... Well, I think you also, at challenges like this, you have to you have to eat before your body realises it's full, right? Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, two and a quarter kilos, this breakfast was. Okay. Well, let's, we, you know, we don't need the one to have to do it, Graham. Let's just, uh, it's true. our first, the podcast nobody asked for video. I mean, if you, if you make me the breakfast, I will eat it. All right. That's, that, that's a, that's a verbal commit, that is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am Fine. down. Fine. I'm down to dance. I went after a work do, was very, very hungover the next day, went to a cafe, ordered uh, both a fry-up and a egg bacon and sausage sandwich and polished both of them off. Nice. I remember back when uh, Viking Allen jingle. Axes and shit. He is a Viking. Asgard. Viking. Alan was doing strongman shit and would regularly order like two breakfasts. Yeah. And it was uh I think at one at least one occasion he made me pretend one of them was for me. Full so full full fry up with extras and then a massive stack of American pancakes. Excellent. Actually I remember when we went to uh the rugby in Wales, we stopped at that place to get fry ups on the way home. And it came with yes. two eggs, and I ordered an extra one. And you looked at me as if like it was the most proud you'd ever been. <laughs> I was so proud. <laughs> that was a really. They, I think they changed their um their menu there now. But that was it was called the it was like the apple tree in Cardiff. It's just oh, the breakfast there used to be fucking incredible. I thought it was the pear tree for some reason, but maybe it was an apple, some kind of fruit. Might be the pear tree. Because I, oh, I I went to a pub called the Apple Tree the other day, didn't I? So you I got it, confused. Yeah. It is no, it is the pear tree. I take I take it back. Well, and you know why I knew though, because there was that partridge in there. <laughs> nice, nice. Is it, are we ending uh, that section on that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. fuck it. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do better than that. Yeah, it says something. Christmas joke in June. Final choice. So Final choice. this is this is actually. A, a reality TV show I have never watched. Okay. So it is originally a Danish TV show called FC Zulu. Right. It's been renamed. Uh, it's been remade in Sweden, where it was FCZ. Norway, Finland, Netherlands, Germany, Spain, Iceland, Hungary, Belgium, and Australia. And in Australia, it was Nerds FC. So this is a reality show where they take 16 nerds who haven't played football and train them over a period of a couple of months and then pit them in a game against proper football team. Okay. So the Australian one, the Nerds FC uh, in Australia had, uh, I've got on their Wikipedia page, and it is fucking amazing because it's not just got a list of the people who were competing it's also got all of their interests right so timothy weston left wing collects warhammer fantasy models nice um another guy is big into uh computing someone just knows things and then solipsist which i think is a philosophy thing philip massad who was a right back 
uh, is a bookworm, especially about historical ships and just about anything that floats, floated or sank. Other interests include airships and trains. Someone's <laughs> big into GameCube and 10-pin bowling, which kind of dates this TV show a little bit. Uh, Andy Harper, the coach, big into spawning salmon. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like he's like giving birth to them himself. The, yeah, to be it does. fair, you say it dates. It would be. I think it would be even more nerdy if it was current and his obsession was GameCube games. True, very, very true. But like mine here, like I would fit right in. Nerd interests has a film and TV podcast. Yeah, like, like it's. I can't. I can't. Film and TV podcast, and is an avid listener to D and D podcasts, even though he doesn't play it himself yet. <laughs> it's. Uh, and I have the last time I kicked a football was walking home from university, so it's been a while. Yeah, and even then, I've never properly played it. I don't really know how it works. I'd get the ball and kick it around, you know, jumpers for goalposts, that kind of thing. Graham, awesome. <laughs> oh, the problem with Arsenal is they always try to pass it. Hey, see what you did there. But the <laughs> so nerds FC. Yeah. Uh, the first season, uh, the first game they played was against the Young Matildas, right. who were the under-21s Australian women's team, yeah. and they lost 11-0. Uh, they then also played against a team of inmates from a prison <laughs> and lost 8-0. And then a rematch against the Young Matildas, where it was 5-0, so they're slowly getting better. And then they yeah, played against the Me- they played against uh, a team from the Melbourne Victory where they lost 12-2. So they did manage to score a goal, a couple of goals then. In the second series of the Australian one, they played the under, an under, uh, an under 11s elite team and lost 6-0. The Danish team, uh, the Danish series, uh, it was all leading up to a game against uh, football club Copenhagen. Yeah. Which, again, I don't think, obviously I'm assuming it's not their starting team, but they lost 6-1. So even scoring a goal in that situation is like a huge admirable win. Yeah, it's an admirable thing. Yeah. An admirable thing. Not an admiral thing. Well, it was just for the the right back. <laughs> so I it's just a really interesting concept. It's basically like white collar boxing, right? But with football. Yeah. And like I think I'm nerdy enough that I'd be el- I I I I'm assuming I'm nerdy enough to be eligible. The fact that I do play sport might sour a little bit but i can big up the whole podcast side of stuff you'll be like one of the people on uh strictly come dancing that secretly got a bit of dancing experience that no one really talks oh about like that. when like when zendaya was on it. oh really i i well i was and the american one I yeah it's like you've done musicals <laughs> you can you can dance but yeah like you know it'll be a bit of a there'd be like a really uh passive aggressive like daily mail article about it or something yeah yeah rugby player masquerading as nerd it's like i'm wearing a bill and ted t-shirt <laughs> but i just i don't know enough about football or played football or have any interest in football so i think this is right Right in my kind of thing. So but I also think, given three months of training, yeah, I could play football. Where are you? So you have enough. You say you have no. You have enough knowledge that you're aware of, like the positions on a football pitch, right? Broadly, broadly. Because like no, no, like I, I'm not taking the piss. Right. Probably not. 
Okay. Like, I, I, I know the terms of them, but I don't yeah. know what you need to be to be any of them. So, you know, and then also some of them is just midfield. See, I, I, if I was to put you anywhere, it would probably be on the bench. But if you made the team, <laughs> um, I reckon I reckon you'd make a fairly good, like, holding midfielder. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like all I know is like that you you might have just like slammed. <laughs> no, my response I think is just oh cool. I I would say the holding midfield position is kind of the football equivalent of like a quarterback. Okay, you're kind of dictating the play, probably slowing it down a little bit. You're playing in the center of the park, so you're not having to kind of run up and down the wings, and you're kind of the conduit between. Attack and defence, uh, you know, holding the ball up, passing it around. Um, yeah, kind of like the, let's say, yeah, the quarterback of the engine of the team. I think I think that would, would suit you well. Probably it's slightly more of a defensive role than an attacking role. But, um, you know, you could pop up with a goal or two from long range. Interesting, interesting. I, I um Slowing down play is very much what I do in rugby. Feels <laughs> that does feel like uh, what I'm doing. Tactically, slowing down play, obviously, uh, not just because I'm slow, but oh, I mean, next time we record, I'm going to have taken part in a sevens tournament. Oh yeah. So let's see. I've also found out there's a hotel just around the corner from it, so I might not camp and I might just slink off to a premier inn. <laughs> I think that's probably the best bet. It feels right, doesn't it? Yeah. But um. Yeah, it's... Uh... Do you reckon you could be... How about playing as a, a false nine? Oh, a false nine? Yeah. That's mentioned in Ted Lasso, I think. It is, yeah. It's in the episode where um, uh, it's Nate's idea to play a false nine against Man City. Yeah, I think. Something like that. Don't know what it means, <laughs> but I'm assuming sure... Why not? I just pretend. <laughs> uh, so I, pre- I pretend I'm one thing that I miraculously drop back and I'm actually the goalkeeper. Is that how it works? Yeah, not too far off. So number nine is like a uh, kind of central striker. So you play as if if you're playing um, the number nine role, but you drop back basically and receive the ball deeper and centrally and then, then go from there. <laughs> yes, you're chuckling. Deep, deeper. You're, you're deeper chuckling as receiving the ball deeper and centrally. Deeper and centrally, <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. All right, sure. I will I will take part in Nerds FC as either uh, holding midfielder yep. or a false nine. Mm. Boom. But I think, yeah, I think with, with the training, I think I could excel in my newfound passion of football. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. All I'm saying is, I think, given three months training, at the very least, I could score a goal against a load of prisoners. (laughs) (laughs) And I would count that very much as a win. And that's the choices. That's the choices. That is the choices. So we are now to the part of the podcast where... The the, the point of the podcast. Top threes of our threes. Mm. And then we're going to find out what the official podcast will be asked for. Top three reality TV shows we could win. Mm. So... Of yours, Graham. Mm. What is the top three of your three? So I'm going to put Come Dine With Me in at third. Um, the reason being is that I think I could produce a good enough menu and good enough food. But 
it always feels like there's some tactical voting going on with come down with me's and i don't trust people so i don't know if that would hinder my winningness of the of the opportunity um between the other two i'm gonna go man versus food second i think i could do our agreed upon our agreed upon uh bet but i think i've got I think we could, with our me, you, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Florence Pugh, and two CrossFit athletes, could quite easily win the Crystal Maze. And I've done it before already, so you know it's just it's basically a busman's holiday. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, out of mine, uh, I'm flipping the script on yours uh, because I'm not quite as confident as winning Fort Boyard, which. Uh, Maybe it's the tigers. I don't know. Like, do you think you could win Crystal Maze if there were tigers? Uh, I think, well, realistically speaking, I don't think the tigers ever really kind of interacted with the contestants. Um, sorry to True. burst your bubble, True. Marian. I, m- I, don't f- I don't feel like it would have been exported quite as much. No. If if it was <laughs> rampant with tiger maulings. Yeah, and also there's, there's a lot of laws against tiger exploitation as well yeah it, it's like the firing the key out into the ocean is is probably going to be a bit of an issue and yeah. um it, you know i don't necessarily want to be that close to day den after he touched himself on a skype call yeah that that image fucking haunts me of him it's him sucking his finger yeah and it's like in grainy, <laughs> like, grainy oh. black and white as well i think yeah jesus uh right so third fort boyard um Two, I think we're going to go Nerd FC just because I'm not sure how eligible I would be for it. Okay. But I do think if given the opportunity, I would do quite well. And number one, Hunted, because I truly think I could win Hunted. Yeah. <laughs> so, the official combined the official. top three list. Yeah. What are we thinking? Um, I think Crystal Maze at one... Purely because I just feel it is the easiest of them to win, especially with our roster of me, you, Dwayne the Rock, Johnson, Florence Pugh, and two CrossFit athletes. Um, I think sec and uh, the other thing with then the reason I think Crystal Maze beats out Hunted is that with Crystal Maze we are more in control of our own destiny than the kind of things that not, yeah they're not going to suddenly change the rules on you halfway through yeah the e- challenge exactly that so i oh, think sorry actually we've changed it so you can no longer have professional wrestlers on your team yeah damn it um that would be a great celebrity episode wouldn't it like imagine the the variety of right we've got dwayne johnson we've got florence Pugh, we've got ian harry's graham joe they've got a sorry who, who are these who are these guys <laughs> see that would go in two and then think i think i eat breakfast every day you don't play football every day therefore there's more chance of uh man versus food with you cooking me the wonder calf breakfast than there is uh you scoring a goal against the prisoners i mean to be like i, I think that's that's fair i i also think if you hadn't picked man versus food that is that was definitely on my short list of things i think i could uh because again, what would you rather do? Ian? Sit there and eat a massive steak, or train <laughs> intensively for three months to play a sport you don't like? So okay, I'm happy with Man vs. Food, food three. I'm happy with Hunted at two. I'm still not convinced we would win the Crystal Maze. I feel uh, like we would over we would overthink everything, and it would be awful. 
But However, I've done it. you've done the Trocadero <laughs> version of the Crystal Maze. Which is That's not the same I'm, thing. I'm fairly sure they aired it at, at some point. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure if, strictly speaking, this is a reality TV show. <laughs> right. I will meet you halfway between Crystal Maze and Fort Bayard with Jungle Run. <laughs> because Us against children. <laughs> because we would 100% win Jungle Run because we're in our 30s and it's against like fucking 12-year-olds. Um, yeah. Is there is there a Crystal Maze Juniors? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. But I would um we would definitely win Jungle Run. Crystal Crystal Maze I'm not so Sure as I would put Crystal Maze third and shift Man vs Food up to one. Okay, but e- e- even then, yeah, Crystal Crystal Maze and Fort Boyard obviously share a lot of a lot of DNA. But I, yeah, I do think Crystal Maze would be the the easier of the two. The the easier of the two. So I will I will allow that I will allow that at three. <laughs> if we put Man and I would put Man vs Food one. Okay, fair enough. Let's okay. let's let's roll with it. Let's roll with it, um, and there'll be a lot of rolls, um, both food wise and physique. Mm. So, the podcast nobody asked for is top three reality TV shows we could win. Coming at number three is Crystal Maze, which is based on Fort Boyard, and I did not know that until today. Number two is Hunted, and number one is Man vs. Food. If there are any reality TV shows you think you could win, or if there are any reality TV shows that are just weird and borderline offensive that we missed out talking about at the beginning, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. You can also find us on Patreon, where you become a friend of the podcast and help support us in our dreams to become Man vs. Food contestants. Yes. Um, tweet us. All sorts of things, big plates of food that you think we might not be able to eat, and and the like. Uh, at nobody asked for pod with the number four, um, you can find the same place on Facebook, and we have a website. It's podcastnobodyasked.co.uk with links to everything we've spoken about and more. And if you're listening to this somewhere that allows you to leave a review, please leave a review, and in your review, put any episode ideas you may have, mm. and we will do the best ones. So. That's back on, back on top. Yeah, we're recording again. Yeah, yeah. Your pesky I'll, laptop is fixed. It's all good. It is all good. Um, I'll get our entry for hunted in. Yep. And um, uh, I think you need to go to the shops and buy some sausages. I'll, I'll start firing up, firing up your breakfast. <laughs> It will kill.